behind the mask hockey shops present college hockey southwest live for june 13th 2021 tonight's scheduled guest st cloud state goalie jackson caster behind the masks college hockey southwest live is brought to you by verizon wireless experience verizon's 5g and 5g ultra band for business verizon wireless it's 5g built right the nchc and nchc.tv Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com, whether you're on ice or in line. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. For the best margaritas and more, go to canciontequila.com to see how to get your bottle today. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Dine in, take out, or catering your next event at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. And by Burrito Express, the East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito. Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, college hockey fans, to College Hockey Southwest Live. This is the uh, program that brings you the reaction to the weekend of uh, hockey action in NCAA hockey. Unfortunately, there is no games going on. It's the middle of summer. It's 116 degrees here. Beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. (laughs) So there is no hockey being played as far as games go, but we're just right around the corner. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop. College hockey? There's college hockey being played? Yeah, I did. I said college hockey. No, no, you didn't. (laughs) And then you went on and said, and right now there's no hockey being played. That is not true. Uh, There is no college hockey being played. That's better. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Scott Strand is joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host and loud and cranky and ornery as always, Paul Hornstein, joining us from beautiful Long Island, New York. He's got nothing, nothing to complain about, folks. His Islanders won on the road. Uh, They're on their way to a four-game sweep. Uh, They're moving into the Stanley Cup final. Oh, here we go. Stop that. Let's (laughs) not get – don't be – no, no, no. No, 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 no. Let's get – let's not get crazy now. Uh, they won one game against the defending, the defending Stanley Cup champions. Let's let's not get let's not get carried away now. Well, I'm I, just I, I'm not I'm, bringing this up because here, here's I, what I, I want. Here's what I want. I want Islanders, Golden Knights, and I want Eddie Christian to come down here and join us in Vegas for an Islander Golden Knight game. Fair enough. Um. Okay. I. I okay. That's fine. <laughs> I have no problems with that. Um, I, I will say this, uh, Eddie, uh, your nephew got screwed today on that penalty call. Okay. Um, they called him, they called him for a cross check with like two and a half minutes to go in the game. And the Islanders were winning two nothing. And, you know, because Tampa Bay needs the help, especially on the power play. Yeah. Especially on the power play. So now they're playing six on four, not even five on four, six on four, because they're pulling the goalie. And they score with 53 seconds left. Now, there were a total of five penalties called in the game. And Tampa Bay got a couple of calls for roughing because they were trying to draw the Islanders into penalties early in the game. And Pat Maroon got called for a a roughing penalty, and I can't remember who the other player was. But, I mean, the referees were standing literally right there as they're trying to break up the post-whistle scrums. (laughs) I love it. Then they called a penalty. Then they called a penalty on Paul Mary late in the second period. Legitimate call. Not even to mention the fact that at that point the power plays were three nothing Islanders because of the rough stuff or yeah, it was, yeah, with really three, not three, three power plays for the Islanders, none or three penalties for the Islanders, none, whatever, whatever the heck it was. 
you knew that the next one was going to be against the Islanders. When you've gotten three straight penalty calls, I don't care. Referees can say what they want. The league can say what they want. Everybody knows who's going to get the next penalty unless somebody basically takes a two-hander at somebody. Yeah. And it was... and it was a legit, like I said, it was a legit call against Palmieri. And until they called that high sticking penalty against Brock Nelson late in the third period, you didn't notice the referees. That's the way it should be. You should never notice the referees. Right. And <laughs> they made that call. And, you know, if you get a chance, I'm sure you will, stay, if you watch the the highlights, you know, when you when you're not being the gallivanting man about town that you are, <laughs> about town, yeah, you know, you socialites, <laughs> you know how you guys are, something like that, yeah, uh, okay. So uh, Nelson hits, I can't even remember who it was, in the chest, and the stick rides up a little bit, but it's the third period. It's two nothing. And honestly, to that point, Tampa Bay, especially in the last five or six minutes at that point, had been shut down because they played right into the Islanders' hands. And now, you now, as the referee, when you've gone the entire game without being noticed, <laughs> now you get noticed. Yeah, I love it. Okay, well, that, needless to say, uh, there was NHL hockey being played. Right, well, Bro- and Bro- hockey let's, tomorrow let's face too. It, that's right. Brock Nelson but, did play college hockey, so there you go. Yeah, but we are uh, we are talking college hockey. We got another right. great guest coming on tonight, uh, a return guest as well uh, from the Valley of the Sun, but now a current junior goaltender at St. Cloud State. So we're going to be bringing on Jackson Caster here shortly. Uh, I talked to Jackson last week uh, is, is, via text. Is, do we know that for sure? He told me that he's, he's on his way back to St. Cloud last weekend, so he couldn't join us. So he's back there now. He's going to join us in a little bit, and we're going to talk uh, what it was like to make it to a Frozen Four National Championship game of what he expects out of those Huskies this year um, when hopefully things get back to knock on wood normal. Well, I've got. To, we're actually. I want to actually ask him: Is he designated as a junior next year? Because the website has obviously the 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 websites of last. You know, going the rosters from last season have yeah. him as a sophomore. Yeah, it, it it all depends how you look at it. I mean, you, you can. Well, this is what uh, I want to find out. I know, but I mean, I don't know if he's going to know because it's it's not going to happen until he looks for that extra year year of eligibility. I believe. So, I don't know uh, this. Well, but when he gets to know. be a senior, if he wants another year, uh, I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, I, this yeah, is what I question. Okay, so well, but anyway, uh, we we, we also want really... to talk to him about hockey because we yeah. want to find out what that team is going to be like this year. We uh, really want to know what it's like to be in in Arizona and uh, in the middle of uh, Saint Cloud, Minnesota. Uh, during the hottest time of the year down here in the desert southwest. So I'm sure that well, was going to say he's transition. smarter than you. <laughs> yeah, well, then I'm going to ask him about the mosquitoes and the yeah. thunderstorms and the humidity. We'll, we'll get into all that good stuff coming and up. And the pool basketball. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that, too, because, of course, him and his, uh, his buddies, the Stewarts, uh, like to do a little bit of that down here in the, uh, in the desert southwest. So anyway, that's, uh, that's what's coming up here in just a few minutes. Um, um, We'll see what uh, what goes from there. Okay. I understand. Uh, am I being heard? <laughs> I hear you. I don't know about anybody else. Well, and, and unfortunately, I don't know if that, you know, if that maybe I'm the lucky one. I get to hear you. <laughs> well, I can hear myself. And if you can hear me, I guess that's kind yeah. of important. But well, anyway, yeah, I guess uh, if you're going to do this like a like a, a team thing, it's important for us to be able to hear each other, right? <laughs> exactly. But it's also oh, nice for the listeners to hear us too, so hopefully that's uh, uh, that's the case. Maybe. But that, They don't um, have to ask the listeners that. Yeah, well, we jump into different things, and, and so many things are happening right now, Paul, because we're approaching July 1st, which is our uh, our fiscal year, if you will. So thought we'd throw out a few things. If you saw on social media, we changed up and got an alternate color, uh, made a gray logo for both the podcast and for Ice Time Hockey SW. I uh, thought we'd do that just to uh, spice things up a little bit. We got to have an alternate. Everybody else does, right? Yeah, why not? <laughs> We're only going to wear it on away games, though. I, I hear. Uh, 
I don't know. I wore <laughs> the gray. I, I, I wore. I wore the gray polo yesterday at uh, my golf outing. So yeah, are we gonna talk about that that golf outing uh, later on after we get done visiting with Jackson. We we, we can. Uh, I mean, if we want to put people to sleep, but hopefully, uh, you know, if anybody has trouble sleeping, we could talk about my golf game yesterday. If uh, oh boy, I bet that was fun. It was, but not because of the golf. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do this because I think we got Jackson uh, close. Um, so we'll uh, what we'll do is take a quick break. We'll listen to a couple of our partners, and we'll bring Jackson Castor on, the goaltender from St. Cloud State, in about three minutes. Okay. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. If you live in the valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. This is College Hockey Southwest Live, our reaction show that normally would give you features and things that happened over the weekend. But tonight it's a reaction to a, another Arizona hockey player making it in the NCHC and NCAA hockey. So we're going to bring on uh, Jackson Caster. Scott and Paul with you. Jackson, how are you tonight? Good. Can you guys hear me? We yeah, can hear yeah, you loud good. and clear. Awesome. It's Thanks almost like me. you're in St. Cloud, Minnesota or something. It's so clear. I am. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you and how's your summer been? First things first. Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, my summer's going great. I'm back here in St. Cloud with, with all the boys, just training, skating, uh, enjoying the weather. So it's been a good time. Jackson, I'm sure you've heard it's 116 today down here, so uh, I'm sure you're much cooler than we are. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jackson, tell him what I tell him, because especially at least the last couple of years you've been up there in St. Cloud, uh, when he's down there basking in the sun in January, and it's 85 there, and 
And I can't even complain compared to what you probably have to go through up there because here on Long Island, it gets, you know, in the 20s and 30s. And I'm, that's got to be like the summertime up there in January if you get it. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't get so lucky. I get the Arizona summers and the Minnesota winters. So. <laughs> it's not supposed to be that way. No. <laughs> okay, before we get into it, to uh, talking about your season last year and what's coming up for you, I have to ask you, the Shreveport Mudbugs, um, your thoughts on the mud bug season this year? They played pretty well. Yeah, they're back in the uh, the Robbie yeah. Cup. So, um, got old billets coming up, and I'm gonna head down to Blaine to watch the boys and see some old teammates. So, it should be a good time. And if, for people that don't know, uh, you were the Robertson Cup MVP, playoff MVP, correct? I was. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was big things, but. Tell us about Shreveport and the hockey down there and, and what's going on with that. Why is it so um, good? Um, I think just their owners and culture there is just a family atmosphere and everyone cares about each other and the fans there are awesome. Uh, the rink's great, just the community around it's um, awesome when I was there and I loved it and I still keep in touch with most of my teammates and my billet family from there. So um, nothing but good things to say about Shreveport. And by the way, I I love that 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 whole logo thing, and I, I love that nickname. Um, yeah, I gotta have to go out and and, and buy a, a piece of merchandise uh, f- from there because I, I love that big giant. That uh, it looks like a lobster, but I'm sure that's not quite what it is. But it still looks great. Yeah, it looks great, man. I love that. Yeah, it's good. Okay, so you're back in St. Cloud, but uh, for people that were under a rock or don't know, uh, St. Cloud State made it all the way to the national championship game. I was in Pittsburgh, one of the few that was able to get in and felt very thankful for that. But um, when I was there, I was just taking everything in, Jackson, because it was so different, right? It was so ominous with the the way you guys had to be tested and, and the way the crowd was sparse and spread out throughout the uh, the arena. But what was it like for you as a player? It was amazing. I mean, as a kid, you dream about going to the Frozen Four. You're watching those guys playing the Frozen Four on ESPN. It's just something you dream about all the time when you're a kid. And to experience that, it was uh, really cool. Yeah, it was fun. So Brett Larson takes you there, um, the head coach of St. Cloud State. And is there anybody cooler, calmer as a head coach than Brett Larson? Or does he get pretty excited behind the scenes? Because out front, Brett's pretty cool and calm and knows what's going on in every uh, second of every game. Um, I mean, the guy definitely, he cares about his teammates and or his, his team. And uh, I he's probably the best coach I've ever had and, he definitely knows how to handle us, and um, it's pretty calm and cool under pressure, but uh, he can get on us pretty good. So, um, yeah, he's a great coach, easy to communicate with, and um, all the guys on the team respect him and uh, love uh, love him leading us. So, Did you guys get a chance to just absorb like, – it, it, it was so – it's so weird that – that it, I, I hate to say absorb the atmosphere, but did you guys at least take a little time during that Frozen Four to yeah. just kind of appreciate the fact that you guys were there? Oh, yeah. I mean, we came there early, and we had to do testing and, like, quarantine and stuff. We got to walk around the city of Pittsburgh, which is awesome, by the way. It was my first time there. I loved it. Um, but, yeah, we got to walk around, get police escorted, escorts everywhere and as you're driving to the game you see st cloud jerseys mankato duluth and umass jerseys everywhere walking to the rink so and uh like seeing stories of like the bars and uh just the whole aura around the event was awesome police escorts everywhere that's that's top notch right there <laughs> yeah this is the real deal yeah <laughs> i'm okay, down with so, that I- go ahead paul 
I was gonna say, uh, then you got a chance to 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 feel what Scott normally gets to feel like as he gets escorted <laughs> around everywhere. Yeah, right. Something like that. Don't believe a word he says, Jackson. It's not true. <laughs> we had uh, we had your uh, uh, high school buddy and still a longtime friend, Riley Stewart, on. And uh, before we get into all the shenanigans that you guys do in the summertime with uh, the pool basketball and all that. Um, Talk a little bit about that that little group of you in southern uh, Phoenix metro area in Ahwatukee and what it's been like for you guys to grow up, play hockey, and start achieving some things that I, I think a lot of people didn't think were going to be attainable for uh, guys from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, I mean, me and Connor, uh, we go way back to kindergarten, and Johnny Walker was actually in our kindergarten class too. We all started playing hockey together. And uh, I don't know, we just loved the game and never really thought going D1 or playing pro was a possibility, but we just kind of kept having fun with it, kept riding it. And um, it's cool to see uh, Riley go to Dubuque and have so much success there too. So um, yeah, just happy for those, for Riley and um it's pretty cool to see how far we've come. What was your experience like at Dubuque? Because we get a lot of you guys on here um, because Scott has all those Arizona connections. Um, and he went to Dubuque last summer, is it now, Scott? Is it last summer that you went there now? Has yeah, it, it was during the, uh, right in the middle of the pandemic. Oh, yes, yeah, I can't. It was that long. I can't even remember. But what was your Dubuque experience like? Um, I loved it. I mean, they were great to me. And um it was great for me to move away from home for the first time. And it's such a good organization. I played with some really good players and um, had some good coaches along the way too. So I'm just grateful for being able to play for them and also Shreveport also. So Jackson last year was completely crazy. As we know, the the things that had to be done because of the protocol and, you being in the NCHC, uh, got to experience the pod the entire month of December. Uh, we've talked to a lot of people that have been in there too, uh, both uh, coaches, administration, and players. But uh, give us your thoughts of the pod. When they first said, hey, we're going to go to the pod uh, in Omaha, what were you thinking? And, and was it what you thought it would be when you got there? Um, Going into it, I think we were just happy to start playing again, you know, and um kudos to the nchc for pulling that off like i don't think any other conference in college hockey could have done that but um yeah i think we were just happy to be playing and um it was a great event but i think it's something you want to experience only once and uh that's it so we're excited to have um, (laughs) real fans back in the stands okay so when you go and start practicing and playing one of the questions I have for you is, is you guys still play games on Olympic size ice if I'm not mistaken correct yeah okay so you normally we ask the question because most guys will occasionally play on the Olympic size sheet and they have to make the adjustment going from the smaller surface to the larger surface you guys have to go back and forth do you guys and especially the goalies who have to play much different angles uh, how much do you have to focus and concentrate on that uh, as you prepare for every week? Um, yeah, I mean, if we, we go to like a North Dakota or somewhere else that plays on NHL, um, we'll probably practice a couple times at the community rink not too far away uh, that has NHL size ice. But for me, like you said, it's just like different angles and um, some plays happen a little quicker, but um, yeah, I think the players have to adjust to it a little more than goalies. But um, yeah, it's something we're pretty used to now. So um, yeah, it's not too difficult to adjust. Jackson, is is it easier, do you think, to come from the big rink to the small rink or from the small rink to the big rink as far as conditioning and all that? Um, It's a good question, but uh, I think it's easier to adjust to the smaller ice. Cause, yeah, I don't know. We just play on the big ice so much that 
I don't know, we just feel comfortable with it. And then teams that aren't come in here and we kind of have a little advantage there. So, yeah, I'd say I like okay, the big so I want to ask you this. Uh, you, you're back in St. Cloud right now. Uh, Paul and I were both wondering with the craziness of the uh, NCAA, um, do they classify you as a junior this year or is that extra year kicked in and moved you back to, to a sophomore for a second year? Or do you know? Um, yeah, I, I think I'll be a junior, but um, supposed to graduate next spring. So, um, but I have two years of eligibility left, I believe. Okay. So. Okay. So, so let me ask you this in, in, uh, kind of a follow-up to that as you come in this year and, uh, you're competing for, for the number one spot. Um, are you training differently this year? Are you doing anything different or is it kind of the same old, same old? You're just uh, continuing to get better at every, every sp- part of your game. Yeah, I think it's same old thing I've been doing the past few summers um it's just working hard doing the right things away from the rink and um trying to put myself in the best position possible to um make a push to start for our team this year all right so speaking of this year and you guys have the honor I guess I don't know if that's the right word to use you guys are opening up against a, a, a new program at St. Thomas. Uh, when the schedule came out and you guys are playing those guys right off the bat, do you guys just say, eh, we play who we play? Or like, we have to make sure we don't lose to these guys as they start up. Is, is it too early to think that way? Or is that just fans saying, well, we can't lose to these guys? Um, yeah, I mean, that it's probably going to be in the back of the head a little bit, but we just got to focus on us getting prepared right. for the season. And um, it's going to be a potential rival for us being in-state. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be cool. First game back, I think we're playing at the XL Energy Center because I don't know if they have a rink yet. Right. Oh, that's great. Awesome. Yeah, so that might be uh, might be cool to see with fans in the building for the first time. So I think we're just excited and um I'm just ready to play hockey again with fans. Now, how does it – I mean, I have an idea of how uh, non-goalies train in the offseason. Um, what do goalies do? Because, I honestly, I, I can't sit here and tell you I, I have any idea. <laughs> yeah, it's most of the same, but just a little more stretching, maybe some hand-eye drills thrown in there, and then working with goalie coaches – sometimes and then yeah other than that it's pretty much uh all the same and pretty similar okay because like i said i like i said i've i've dealt with with non-goalies and it just seems to me that the the position is so different than anywhere else that there might be big differences in the in not the weight room we understand all of those kinds of things but just the actual on the ice stuff that you would do yeah. Um, yeah. For summer skates, it's kind of tough for goalies because I don't know. They're maybe not as serious, but um, just to tune stuff up over summer, you skate with a goalie coach a couple times a week and um, just try to work on your game there. But uh, yeah, like I said, other than that, it's pretty similar to what players do for off ice. Okay. You know, uh, Jackson, Paul Paul and I were talking all season long, and he kept reminding me from the start of last season that St. Cloud State was a team he called going under the uh, under the radar a little bit all the way up to the uh, the Frozen Four. So did you guys feel like you might be under the radar and being overlooked by teams, or did you feel like, hey, we're as good as anybody and we can win this thing if we uh, get the opportunity? Um, yeah, for sure, I think uh... – we're a little disrespected in the beginning, not being ranked, but um, we knew in our locker room that we had a really, really good team and had potential to go far. So um, we kind of just used it as motivation and um, just kept doing what we do best and just rode that wave for as long as we could. And I, I think, yeah, 
Scott, that they deserve a lot of credit because they they went through uh, the the championship attempt or the championship run there without uh, their captain, basically without uh, Easton Bredzinski. Um, what was the the mindset in the locker room after he went down? Yeah, I mean, when we were playing BC when it happened, we knew he was in a lot of pain, but really didn't know how bad the injury was. Um, so after the game, we found out how bad it was and it was, it was a great leader, great player, obviously, and just wanted to play for him because, uh, he's, he's an all heart guy and, um, yeah, we definitely missed him, but, um, yeah, I guess it was a little motivation to play for him there. Jackson, you guys have so much talent on your roster, and I think you just kind of reloaded again this year. So um, without being really on the ice with these guys and doing a lot yet maybe, but uh, give us a thumbnail look at what St. Cloud State Husky Hockey is going to look like when they get on the ice in October. Yeah, so uh, we only lost three guys from last year, and uh, we have three new freshmen coming in that are – pretty good players from what I've seen. So um, hopefully we hit the ground running and pick up where we left off. So, yeah. So that leads me into the NCHC because we've, uh, we've gotten very familiar with the NCHC covering Colorado college and Denver now. And uh, I was up for the uh, frozen face off in, in grand forks and um, tell, tell the people down here in the Southwest what what the difference is between NCHC hockey and other things? And I'll give you a little hint. Riley, I asked Riley about that, and he said he thought that NCHC hockey was a little bit more pro style than the other leagues. Have you seen that, or what would you say about the NCHC as compared to other leagues? Um, yeah, I definitely agree with Riley there, but uh, I think it's just a big battle and there's no easy games like if you take one night off you're gonna get beat because every team's so good but every team's structure skilled and well coached so um yeah just every night's a battle and um just a lot of good teams from top to bottom so this right, now we be, get go ahead, one, Paul? no go ahead no go ahead if you don't no, I was just going to ask, uh, ask Jackson, uh, kind of from a coach's perspective, but um, when we talked to Coach Powers, he said he built his schedule and he was able to do that as an independent to, to kind of pick a third of the schedule with very good teams, a third with maybe middle-of-the-road teams, and a third with lower-end teams. Last year, you guys jumped right into the season with the pod, which meant you were going to play only NCHC teams, and then that continued through the end of the season. So how important do you think it is for your program and other programs to get that opportunity to play maybe 10 non-conference games before the season starts for real? If you oh, we're, yeah, we're definitely excited about it. I mean, our, I think our schedule is great this year. We play, I think, every single Minnesota team, which is awesome. And then uh, we have Wisconsin coming here, and then we got – the Gophers coming here for our homecoming, which should be pretty rowdy. So, um, yeah, we're definitely excited to play some of those Big Ten teams and um, kind of play out of the conference a little bit. Um, for those of us that are uh, novices, I guess, and, and I only get the Minnesota perspective from Scott, which – you know, he tries to make sure he gets as many Minnesota slanted. people on here. <laughs> Always slanted. Uh, as somebody who went into that atmosphere, what are those in-state games like, regardless of who you're playing? Um, I mean, people here are just so passionate about, like, their local teams and um, hockey in general. And you can say the same thing about North Dakota, too. But, um, yeah, just people love hockey here, and it's – it's really cool to see, and um, when you're playing those rivalry games, when with a packed crowd, with both teams in attendance, both teams' fans in attendance, um, it's uh, got a little extra buzz to it, and definitely a lot of fun to play in. Uh, uh, do any of the team is it where everybody hates everybody, or is there like <laughs> one team that's like everybody hates them? 
Um, you don't have to say it if you don't want to. I, I, I got to ask the question <laughs> though. You don't have to answer if you don't want to. You can play politics. It's okay. But I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's a team we play that we like, but. Well, no, you don't like anybody you play. Nobody likes that. Yeah, no. There's definitely a respect between some teams like Duluth and North Dakota. But um, like when you play them, you, you hate their guts. But at the end of the day, there's kind of a mutual respect there. And um, yeah, but those rivalry games are something else and they're a lot of fun so so speaking of rivalry games and and having to get along with people that pod was odd in that fact that you guys were in hotels and you spent a lot of time around other teams and your own teammates uh because you were kind of locked down but uh was that different uh for you that to, to, to kind of go through yeah it's definitely not ideal but uh yeah, i think we were in the same hotel as western and duluth so um yeah and everyone's walking back and forth to the rink so yeah you're just seeing everybody and it's it's kind of weird but it's good to see like old friends you've played with and juniors and kind of catch up with them but yeah it was a it was a really cool experience and they had that village down there that was really nice so yeah that was a cool uh cool thing the nchc did all right so you got this is you know you've played two years now at st cloud and obviously nobody could expected last year to be what it was but what is one thing that you were not expecting uh, at st cloud that you found oh wow i like this i didn't even know this existed i mean coming into it i didn't really know much about it i just knew they had they had really good teams that uh i think they were like ranked number one in the nation coming into the tournament and just got knocked out first round right but i'd say the one thing that surprised me like i said was like how much people love hockey in the state of minnesota and um just how passionate the fans are and um yeah just minnesota hockey in general i think is just a cool thing. I want to ask you about uh, the F- Frozen Four Regional, which you guys were not in, but uh, Minnesota Duluth and, and North Dakota went at it, and it went to five overtimes. Um, I'm, I'm sure you've had a chance to visit maybe with people that, that were a part of it, but uh, any ideas on what that would be like, especially as a goalie, <laughs> to have to prepare yourself to go five overtimes? Yeah, I've definitely never been a part of – anything to that stature but um i think when i was playing like u18s or u16s junior coyotes like state championship we had a game go to seven overtimes and that was pretty nuts but i couldn't imagine anything in like the ncaa tournament i'd be i was actually watching it and i was gonna ask you that yeah but i fell asleep woke up (laughs) saw the goal and uh and they had that goal called off in the like first or second overtime too which was pretty crazy but yeah those were teams we were both really familiar with and it was just fun to like sit back and not have to stress about it so it was great game to watch now do you guys when a situation starts up like that does the word like spread you guys hey this game's going to the third overtime fourth overtime and like the text messages start flying back and forth for people to start watching. Yeah, yeah, no, we got got a group chat and all the boys were watching it in the hotels. So um, I think it was like four a.m. when that game ended. So none of us were <laughs> um, staying up to watch it. I think we had a game the next morning, but um, yeah, no, it was uh, uh, it was a crazy game. I'm going to give you a little insight, Jackson. I was covering the West Regionals in uh, uh, Loveland, Colorado, and that night um, after the the last game ended there, uh, I was trying to get a a lift ride or an Uber ride back to my hotel. It was only like three and a half miles, and there were no lifts or Ubers anywhere to be found, and there was nobody there. It was just like 
I was me, right? So, <laughs> so I started walking, and I think I texted Paul a couple times, and he was updating me with what was going on. And as I started walking, I was going like, I just hope I make it back to the hotel before this thing ends. I did not. Uh, from from that standpoint, but uh, so that's where I spent that that overtime period. And being a UMD alum, it was uh, it was killing me to only find stuff on text messages about what was happening. But um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, and, and maybe let you go uh, on my end anyway on this one, but uh, it, so many weird things happened, right? You see teams that that qualify for the the tournament, and then all of a sudden they're they're coveted out of the tournament. And you see a team like Michigan that, that goes to the tournament, is all ready to play a game, and gets coveted out again. Um, as a player, what went through your minds on those things? Did you think, oh, my God, that could happen to us? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's always in the back of your mind. You never want to see that happen or happen for that to happen to you. But, um, yeah, it just really sucks. I knew some guys on Notre Dame and – um, they were pretty bummed not to to travel all the way to Albany and not be able to play. So, um, yeah, and I actually got a false positive before our last game in um, Pittsburgh. I was oh, freaking out. Really? I, yeah. I yeah. bet you were. Yeah, and, like, we had no problems the whole year, and it's like the last game of the year. I get a false positive, and I'm just – shaking in my boots scared so that, that well, was how, without, how many other how many times after that did you have to get tested to, to double check um just once oh okay <laughs> yeah so so i want to ask you this because i was curious on this too is how a team environment would handle it but we saw what happened at colorado college before the pod um they they missed get into the pot on time because of one guy getting in. I just can't imagine you guys as tight as you are as a team to have one guy get it somehow, some way. Um, I, you know, I just don't know how you deal with that. Was was there talk in there about how you would handle it? Um, should one of your teammates get it? Or like you say, what if yours had been positive? I mean, uh, God forbid that didn't happen. But, I mean, it, it's got to be weird, right? I mean, St. Lawrence got all the way into the tournament and their coach – tested positive and the whole team is out yeah i mean you just hate to see it i mean you just try to do the right things away from the rink but yeah i don't know i don't really agree with all this covid stuff but um yeah you just hate to see a team like st lawrence and definitely hurt colorado college too i think so um yeah you definitely hate to see it and just glad that stuff's over all right so I will ask the question I always ask because Scott might remember the other question, but uh, and it's easy for me because he'll 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 come up with some excuse for me asking you this question because my team's still alive. Right? <laughs> um, the, are you watching the NHL playoffs? Yes. Oh, good boy, good guy, right there. That's what I. Ask <laughs> That's it. Because, and I, I'm sure Scott will come up with some excuse. Do you watch all the games or do you just pick and choose? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't watch all the games, but if it's on, I'll throw it on and something to watch. And it's always good watching NHL playoffs. So, okay, I, I lied to you. I got one more then since you yeah, had to I bring that up. Uh, Monday night, I'm going to see uh, uh, two really, really good NHL goaltenders and Carey Price and uh, Mark Andre Fleury. Uh, any preference between those two or styles that you may pick up from those two? Or are you just completely, I, I got other guys or whatever. I love them both, but, uh, Carey Price is my guy and he's just, he's, uh, he's technically just the best goalie ever, I think. But Fleury's also up there too, with one of the best of my generation, at least. So, um, it's going to be fun to watch those two square off but i think vegas has the has the better team i also that have is... to follow it hold on one second paul i got to follow it up with one more now that was just so good um so when you watch those two play and and you see mark andre all over the place and you see him uh tapping the post when he gets one off the post and and doing the things that he does on the ice and, and i think it just makes him stay calm but uh is there anything that you do as a goaltender that's kind of like ah, it's a little bit out there um 
I don't think so. I think I'm pretty, uh, like, let's say normal. Pretty normal. Other goalies, <laughs> but um, I'd say I'm just more like try to be like Carey Price. I wouldn't say I'm like Carey Price at all, but um, I try to be. But um, he's more like calm and cool, and I just try to imitate that same thing. But watching Flurry competes always, always fun to watch. By the way, Scott, what I was going to say to Jackson is that is spot-on analysis, and I think he might be auditioning for my spot here. <laughs> he might be. He might uh, be. Uh, and and you, you, you and Carey Price both have the same style of logo, too. I'm not going uh, to argue with that, do you? Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> so I don't remember his answer last week. All right. But here's the answer we all want to know. Who is the best pool basketball player? Uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> Stewart, <laughs> take that one right now. Yeah. Jackson brother, laid it down. <laughs> yeah, my brother Joey's puts up a pretty good fight, but um, yeah, we have the the home court advantage, so I think uh, we get a little more practice. Because I'm going to have to go back and listen to the tape now or whatever it is, digital file <laughs> or whatever the heck it is. If, if, if you can't tell that I'm old by using the word I, tape. Um, I can refresh it. Riley definitely said he was the guy. Oh, so you remember. I don't remember. That's why I'm old. I can't remember anything. So um, I we're going to have to get the two of them on somehow, some way, and, and have them argue this out because – um, we have to I'm find going out with the, the goaltender. Sorry, the goaltender can box out. There we go. <laughs> uh, Jackson, thanks so much for joining us here in the middle of the summer. Uh, I will tell you right now that I've already marked my calendar to be up there to see that St. Thomas, uh, St. Cloud State game. So go win that number one spot, okay? Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Jackson. Absolutely. That's Jackson Castor, the goaltender for St. Cloud State University and a Phoenix native joining us tonight on College Hockey Southwest Live. We're going to take another quick break. We're going to come right back and we are going to talk a little more college hockey with you in just about two minutes. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. If you live in the valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Live, our Sunday night reaction show. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. Paul Hornstein joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, you know the drill, right? We, we have a guest on, and I got to come back with you and, uh, and uh, find out uh, just what you got out of Jackson Castor in his conversation. Well, it, you know, it it just goes to show you how, uh, uh, you know, when, when you're playing athletics at that level, I mean, this is June 13th, and the Frozen Four went to basically the beginning of May. There's no time off. You know, you're right back at it whether it's official or unofficial right away there is no time off and i mean he's already back in minnesota getting ready for next season 
and you know it's 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 a full time job. We there no matter how you look at it, but even without school being in session, it's a full time job. Yeah, without a doubt. Let me uh, just. And by the way, oh, yeah. by the way, um, that schedule that they have at Saint Cloud this year. I was just going to go there. Oh my go lord! There. I mean, let, let let me give you the first couple of weekends, and uh, keep in mind these are non-conference for Saint Cloud State. They open with uh, St. Thomas. You might say, oh, they're a pushover. No, they're not going to be a pushover. Uh, we know enough about Rico Blasi to know that he's going to put a team out there. It's going to be very competitive. So you open Yeah, but there's no teams. pressure on St. Thomas in those games. Exactly. That's the, all the pressure in the, on those games is all on St. Cloud because you can't lose to, right? to, 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 to the quote-unquote expansion team. You can't lose to that. No, not so, if you're – not you're, the, you're a team that went to the national championship game last year. Yeah. Okay. So, so St. Thomas, October 2nd and 3rd, that's a Saturday, Sunday. Uh, it's split. They'll play uh, in St. Cloud on Saturday. They'll play in St. Thomas. They're saying right now, Minota Heights, uh, Jackson said it may be at the XL Energy Center, which would be really cool. That would um, be. Uh, Minnesota State is next up for them. Uh, they're going to play at Minnesota State on Friday and Saturday, the 8th and 9th of October. All right, now hold on yep. a second. Hold on a second because you know I'm too lazy to pull out my map. Uh, what is the distance? Hundred miles. Hundred miles. So it Roughly. would be not really be much, especially on a on a weekend, for folks to go from no. uh, Saint no. Cloud to to Saint Paul and, and and play in the XL uh, Energy Center if that's what ends up happening. No, from oh oh, you're talking about that? That's sixty miles, roughly. From okay. uh, St. Cloud to downtown St. Paul. All right. Well, so, yeah, that's no, why I'm asking. That's not bad. It's all it's all interstate. But I thought you were asking about getting to Mankato. That's a little no. over 100 miles to get to Mankato. Um, so so that's uh, week two is Mankato. Then you get a split weekend with the University of Minnesota, where you're going to play uh, in Minneapolis on the 15th of October, and you're going to play uh, the University of Minnesota in St. Cloud on the 16th. Then your final. Non-conference game, Paul, just for warm-ups, the non-conference schedule, you're going to play the University of Wisconsin in St. Cloud uh, on the 22nd and 23rd of uh, October, and then you're going to open up your NCHC schedule. Oh, my goodness. That is is, a gauntlet. Oh, there is no – I mean, there is no – I mean, we're we're not talking – there's no travel involved here, so to speak, but – Holy smokes! I mean, you you talk about uh, you know Minnesota State made the Frozen Four, Minnesota's Minnesota, and Wisconsin's Wisconsin. You know, and like I said, and, all and the Saint pressure Thomas, in those and all the yeah. pressure in those first two games is going to be on you uh, against St. Thomas because they're basically going to be playing with house money because they're just you know their their win is at. And I know the coaches are not going to look at it this way, but you know it is what it is. Um, they're going to be in their first two games at Division One level, and people are going to be watching. And if Saint, if if Saint Cloud wins, uh, you're supposed to win. That that's that's big time pressure to start a season. Yeah, you're not kidding there. Um... So, like a lot of teams would like to use the the non conference to kind of be warm ups. These, these aren't going to be warm ups. Oh, they will these be. Are going to be. These are going to be tests right here. <laughs> they and then will you be. Jump in, and uh, you get another non conference series on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day with Bemidji State again split Friday night at Bemidji, Saturday night at Bemidji or, uh, at St. Cloud, and then you jump into the second half of your NCHC schedule with Minnesota Duluth. Denver, Miami, North Dakota. I mean, holy cow. Um, I know David Rennick's coming back, but they're, they're going to need two goaltenders. There's no doubt about it. Oh, there's, there's so, no uh, doubt. Best of yeah. luck to Jackson to uh, to win, if not that starting job, to get that backup role and be ready to go whenever they need him. You know, and, they, and they've got a lot of their – like I said, a lot of their players coming back. Uh, Brodzinski's coming back, and he's, you know, he's a big-time player for them. Uh, you got uh, Kevin Fitzgerald, who who also uh, takes a lot of minutes for them uh, as a forward coming back. 
their defensive stalwarts, Seamus Donahue and Luke Jaycox are coming back. Uh, these are big key guys, uh, not to mention uh, one of the best freshmen in the country last year in uh, VD Mietinen. So th- this is going to be a loaded team, and that puts even more pressure on you in, in terms of opening up those first couple of games. Um, these guys are going to be experienced. Uh, there's going to be an edge, I would imagine, to them for losing in that championship game like that. And not that it's a shame to lose to that Massachusetts team, but you know those guys are coming back for one reason, one reason only. They want to get they 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 want to make that last step. And so this is going to be a loaded team. They're not going to be a surprise to anybody this year. They're not going to. This team is not going to fly under the radar, like I thought they did for most of last year. Okay, so now you've got I, the pressure of being a favorite, it, not necessarily the favorite, but a favorite. You know, and I, I would think that the expectations for them would be to finish in the top three again in the conference. Yeah, I would think so, but I mean that that's a tough task. Uh, of course, well, that's what I'm saying. Their their schedule is they are they are going to run a gauntlet uh, throughout their season. Um, there there are no gimmies on that schedule. Nope, they're definitely in any not. way, shape, or form, and no. that includes St. Thomas because the pressure's all on St. Cloud. And we know that St. Thomas will come with a lineup that's competitive because that's exactly what Rico Blasi is going to do. There's not going to be right. any difference. And that's part of the reason why I was hoping to be there to see that because that's history uh, in a number of ways. And not to bring bring Minnesota back into it again, but anytime you've got all of those schools, let's start Minnesota Duluth, Minnesota, Bemidji State, Minnesota, uh, Mankato, Minnesota State, St. Cloud State, now St. Thomas. Yeah, that, that would be six schools uh, all playing NCAA Division One hockey, and you could drive that route, Paul, in a day. You could go to each one of those cities in that one day. That certainly helps the travel budget, that's for sure. Uh, oh, goodness. <laughs> but the competitive level as well, right? I mean, they're well, both yeah. – uh, it's competitive, and and then the uniqueness of uh, the Shreveport Mudbugs playing in the uh, NHL Robertson Cup Love back that. in Minnesota. So so Jackson gets to go down there and see his old team uh, right in Blaine, Minnesota. That, uh, that's got to be really cool. Oh yeah, I, said, uh, I actually a buddy of mine actually lived in Shreveport for about six or seven years. So um, you know that's that's a long trip. I'm sorry. That's a Shreveport, Louisiana <laughs> yeah. to, to anywhere in Minnesota. Yeah, plus, is a long trip. yeah. yeah it's going to be, it's going to be good, but that it's good to see that. I mean, it's good to see hockey growing all over the place. And like I said, tomorrow Absolutely. night, uh, we'll be, uh, I will be set up in, uh, in Vegas for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night shows come back Thursday. So see some clients, see if we can uh, get things rolling as we get close to our start of our new fiscal year. And, by all means, see what the uh, Golden Knights can do against the Canadians. Uh, well, this is this is the best thing I heard uh, on this whole thing, Paul. Uh, the Canadians have been around for 106 years, and uh, the Golden Knights for four. Well, <laughs> listen, I, this that is going to be such a I don't want to say a weird series, but you know what happens? The, the, the Canadians have been off now for over a week. Yeah, and they're coming to Vegas where it's and, 116 degrees, and, and probably a lot of those players haven't been to Vegas uh, because they've well, been coming they all cer- this year. They certainly Their young haven't, guys been, haven't. They certainly haven't been to Vegas in the last year, anyway. Um, not and they're going to run into this buzzsaw because there's going to be 18,000 plus people screaming and hollering inside that building uh, tomorrow night. Well, there's there are just a lot of um, a, a lot of storylines here, right? Because the Golden Knights and the Canadians made the patch ready for Suzuki and the Glass. Was no, there, there was another Glass. Is, uh, Suzuki and uh, another defenseman, a younger defenseman. But yeah, anyway. And um, Suzuki was a big piece. Yeah. So I mean, you, you got that storyline. You have, uh, like I said, the Canadians haven't played in over a week, and and they are p- pure underdogs. 
Okay. Um, and the betting line was just ridiculous. It was like the right after that uh, that Vegas win over Colorado, the betting line was like uh, Vegas minus four, more four fifty something like I've, that. I have crazy. no idea what that means. I, honestly, it, it just means that they're I, huge favorites. It well, came down a little bit. I, but, I didn't. But, I didn't need the. the I didn't need uh, the bookmakers. In the sports books to tell me that, <laughs> to tell you that? the Golden Knights were going to be a heavy favorite in this series. I mean, um, you know, it's just the once again, it's it's one of those deals where Montreal comes in with this. There's pressure on them, but it's a different kind of pressure. You know, they're 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 dealing with the pressure of that they're the Montreal Canadiens. You know, and 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 they have their further. You know, uh, Canadian team hasn't won since the Canadians in 1993. <laughs> yeah, that's even crazier. But well, know, and and from what I understand is, and this maybe has changed in the last day or two, but I was told that the Canadian media can't even get here. Oh, that's going to drive them Canadian nuts. media in the building, but that um, is going to make them nuts. That's what I heard, but I will I will check and see because um, it, it seems hard to believe. But um, COVID's been crazy in Canada. Yeah, no. I, listen, well, I don't want to get into. We can get into that, but I'd really rather not. Um, you know, they had to make a special exemption for the Canadians to actually play in this series. Yeah, exactly. So, That's probably um, why they're not allowing the media to travel. Um, but the, the the fact of the matter is, um, all the it, all the pressure on, in this series is on Vegas. It is, but I don't think Vegas is feeling it because I think the pressure on them was uh, Colorado getting past Colorado. Well, um, yeah, but that's isn't that part of why upsets happen? Yeah, because you true. get so amped up. Now, well, if this was if this was a one if this was do or die if this was one and done, you you would like the Canadians a little bit more. Well, and I'm going to jump on on this one before we go here because we're running late again. But um, when I look at uh, the Colorado. And the Vegas series, if you remember, they played the last week of the season and it came down to, they were both, if, if Colorado won, they would both end with 82 points. Right. Colorado would have the tiebreaker and win the president's trophy and the home ice. Right. And I was really, really scared uh, about Vegas not having home ice because it means so much to not only Vegas, but also to Colorado. Right. Well, by winning that, those two games at home, uh, to start it off and get the series tied and then winning that fifth game in Colorado, that just flipped everything back to home ice. And you saw what the Golden Knights did. I was there that night, Thursday night, when they uh, when they wiped things out and uh, sent Colorado back home. But now they have home ice all the way because they have the best record remaining in the, uh, right. in the NHL playoffs. And that, to me, is huge. And I think Vegas realized – uh, after that Monday night game in the regular season where they lost home ice, I think they realized how important home ice is, especially with that crowd. Because that crowd, there's nothing like it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll disagree with that, but, you know, what do I know? <laughs> you need to sit in that building one night, and uh, I'll tell you there's nothing like it. Yeah, man. Well, like I said, um, I, I, I'm – it's go to Vegas the Coliseum. Ball. Go to the they Coliseum. Start, they start early. They go to the Coliseum. <laughs> it, 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 it's the last of the old barns. Go to the Coliseum, and I promise. You know, I can't. Right. I can't vouch for next year when they move into the new building. But um, well, let's uh, let's get ourselves a an Islander Golden Knight a Stanley Cup final, and we'll all be happy. Um, uh, where do I sign? I've signed for that <laughs> right now. It'll drive Rob nuts, which is also good for me. But, uh, you know, hey. All right. Take it away, my friend. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live on the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. has been brought to you by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. 
Go to CancionTequila.com to order any of our award-winning spirits, including the new Extra and Yeho, our double-distilled, triple-filtered premium taste. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Burrito Express, homemade taste, takeout speed. Six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. Buy Verizon Wireless, the 5G coverage America's been waiting for. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. By the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. And Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Worldwide, it's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the IcetimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. We'll say goodnight and uh, tell you to tune in uh, tomorrow for Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. College Hockey Southwest Weekly on Tuesday and Club Hockey Southwest Weekly on Wednesday. The schedules are slowly trickling out, Paul. We're seeing them in the NCAA. We're seeing them in uh, ACHA, so we're going to get right on that and make sure that we've got you all updated on that stuff. Uh, Another quick reminder that I will be in Vegas Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night. So uh, all the shows on my end will be coming from the beautiful Rio Hotel and Suites in Vegas. So that's it for now. We'll uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow night on Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Good night, everybody. Good night.